clothes on and get ready for an amazing new episode. What's up guys? Welcome back to season three, episode seven of White Coats Podcast. Today <laughs> we are going to discuss financial wellness. Me and Lauren are super hyped for this episode. We have really good energy right now. That's we right. had a crazy week. Crazy. And now we're happy the week is over, getting ready for the holidays, years wrapping up. So this episode is going to be super fun. We are going to talk about healthy relationships with money, interesting things to be aware of, resources to help you with money, and much more. So stay tuned for a great episode. Lauren, start us off. Great intro, Ariel. That was killer. So first thing, guys, <laughs> we're we're gonna. Some of my research came from the Psychology Sisters. If you guys haven't heard of the Psychology Sisters, they have a great podcast talking about all things mental health and wellness. It's a psychotherapist and a psychologist, and they talk about all different kinds of things. But they had an episode called Money, 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 and you guessed it. In that episode, they're breaking down money, and so some really? of my. So some of my research comes from their ideas because they had some really great points. So first things first, we are going to be talking about what a healthy relationship with money looks like. So first point is that spending money should be based on your values. You know, do you value education? Do you value cars? Do you value, you know, a lot of those things, or maybe family. So maybe family, you would spend money on experiences and trips to do with your family. I'm so sorry to interrupt you. The first point that you said is just great. It's amazing. And Thank everyone you. needs to know this when dealing with yeah. their finances, with their money, because it all comes down to, like you said, your values. So one important thing is, don't compare yourself to others when talking about money, finances, how you're spending it, what you're spending it for. Everyone is different. Everyone has their own values. This is one of the number one things, and it'll really lead you to yeah. financial wellness. So I'm going to let you get back to your amazing points. Okay, thank it. you. So what I was saying was having lower reasonable debt. Debt is a very scary thing. It's a very big and stressful thing. But just do your best, save up the money, and, and just work, work your way out of it. Next thing, and this kind of relates to debt, is saving money to meet your goals. So a lot of people like to save up for school, you know, whether that's sending your kids to school or, you know, a higher education for yourself, to buy a house, to go on a trip, have some sort of experience. Next, something that is imperative for everyone is having some sort of a safety net whether that's insurance or having some sort of emergency fund, you know, in case, you know, you're unemployed for a bit. And unfortunately, that's happening with COVID right now. So it's very important to always have a safety yeah. net there just to have some security. Next thing, Definitely. and this is a sign of a healthy relationship with money, is that money should not be a huge stressor. stressor. It shouldn't be something that's always on your mind, you know. If you have enough money, you know, you shouldn't be thinking about it 24-7. You know, if you have enough money to live for your necessities and maybe a couple a couple other things, you know, it it shouldn't be a huge deal. And if it is, it that can be a sign of a bad relationship or a toxic relationship with money. Also, 
not only should you care for you know your needs with money like food and hygiene products but also it's okay to spend some money on little luxuries or experiences you know there shouldn't be any shame or guilt about that especially if you can afford it because if those things are going to make you happy then guess what it's worth it so guys the last thing that i want to talk about as it relates to a healthy relationship with money is living below your means you know some people choose to do this and it's a really safe way to live so pretty much that means you just pretty much spending less than you make and it can still give you freedom it's similar to a budget pretty much in that you're allowed to spend how you want as long as you're not overdoing it as long as you're keeping a safe safe amount of money that you're spending so next of thing of course at the end of the day just yeah. want to um, say one thing of uh, everyone every circumstance is different every person is different everyone's values is different so there's not one right or wrong way to do it exactly this is just talking about focusing on the wellness aspect of financing mm -hmm. and how to make it the best for you in general yeah for anyone seeking financial wellness right and these are just it's just a couple that's one way of doing it some people that's their method that's the healthiest way that they do it is by like living below your means so i mean take what you want from this episode there's no necessarily perfect way to live especially when it comes to money no, of you know of course not of course not okay so we're some gonna people value some people value and want to do things differently with right. their money. there may be some people that don't want to live below their means and this just doesn't make them feel good and that's perfectly fine yeah everyone has the right of course do whatever they want with their money and all these things so that's why it's just a very general rule yeah so next we're going to talk about how your upbringing and how your childhood affects your relationship with money so this is unless you are truly financially struggling to make ends meet money is not necessarily an economic issue it's really about you know, the way that you spend and save is really an emotional issue. And so, and later we're going to talk about how your emotions and psychology affects your purchases, but really you can make do um, with, with not that much money, you know, it's more about how you're spending it and how you're choosing to save it. So first thing, and this has to do with your upbringing. So it's all about your parents. So did your parents argue a lot about money growing up, you know? And this puts stress on money as a whole, as a concept, and it creates anxiety and negativity surrounding the subject. This could make you, you know, less likely to get help with money or make you worse at saving money because you just don't want to think about it. Next, did you receive messages that money is difficult to make? So, so did your parents often talk about how hard it is to make money? And, and so you might now see money as something that's really hard to get to and hard to achieve. Also, maybe when you were growing up, you know, you were pampered with money. You know, spending money was a very casual thing and it happened a lot. And you're probably like, why are these questions important? And it's important because when we were growing up, we take those ideas and beliefs and we take it in subconsciously. And so as you grow up and start to make money and start to budget your own money, 
you start seeing those patterns that you know your parents taught you and that you saw throughout your childhood reflect into your modern life right now, how you're spending money. So a lot of people either see patterns that they learned from when they were younger and counteract them or live based on those patterns. So some people, when it comes to counteracting those patterns, they try to change the habits. You know, if your parents were very pampering and spending a lot of money, you might take a tighter control on the way that you spent money because maybe you saw it as wasteful, which is not necessarily true. It just depends on, as we said before, your values and it could be the other way around. Next, some people like to live based on those patterns because you felt as though the way that you grew up and what you saw was a very healthy relationship to money and you want to take that on as well. So here are some interesting things to be aware of when you're spending money. And this is, this is the emotion and the psychology part of how you spend it and save money. So first thing... Ooh, Lauren, I'm excited for you to enlighten us. <laughs> first thing, we have a shopper's high. Now, does that remind you of anything, Ariel? The shopper's high. Um, like, yeah, actually kind of sounds like the runner's high. Perfect. That's exactly what I wanted you to say. It's very similar to the runner's high or like when people gamble, you know, people mm -hmm. get an, really an influx, a surge of dopamine. And the reward system center, the word, the reward system in your brain is activated when you buy something. And that's what the shopper's high is. And so if the reward system is really, really rewarding your, your brain for, for buying something, it can lead to the desire to continue with the pattern and keep going. That's why a lot of people really get into running because you can have like intense surges of dopamine and it just feels good. Same thing with gambling, you know, a lot of sort of addictive, addictive um, actions. Next, we're going to talk about the compromise effect. Now, you might have noticed when you're shopping around, stores usually have three options of one singular item. This could be a camera or this could be something else. But pretty much first you have, you know, the cheapest, the most basic item. And typically it's the one you can probably afford, but it has the least features. And so next you have the middle one, the one with a couple more features, but it's also a little more expensive. And this might be like right at the top of your budget or, or it's like a little bit above. And then you have the really fancy one with the really high price and stores do this on purpose because because you'll have a salesman and the store, just that way that you're given those three options. You know, before you might've probably could have settled with the most basic one, but because there's that middle priced one with a couple more options, you're more likely to, to spend your money on that, which is interesting. So mm -hmm. next, we are going to be talking about how you're more likely to buy something if it's running out or there's only one item left. You know, when it's Supply more, and demand. right. Yeah. And so when it's more scarce, you're more likely to be like, oh shoot, I should, I should buy that. I need that. I don't want to buy it before it runs out. And so next thing we have the negative. We saw a lot of those patterns in the mm -hmm. beginning of quarantine when the pandemic started. To yes. Happen. We definitely saw a lot of those patterns, which is really interesting to kind of mm -hmm. reflect on that. That's so true. I know a lot of people bought a lot of toilet paper and like, yeah. and like, 
you know, they probably bought too much at times, you know, just because when it's not there, you're like, what if I do end up needing it? So next thing is we're going to be talking about how the negativity bias influences your financial decisions. So the negativity bias is our tendency to sort of register negative stimuli more readily. So what does that mean? It means we're more likely and quicker to perceive or act negatively. And so due to this negativity bias, we make better financial decisions when we're mad or grumpy. And this is because like, let's just say you're in a store and you're more mad, you know, somebody asks you, oh, do you want this? You're like, oh, no, I don't want it. And that's the negativity bias in action. So maybe if you're mad, that's the best time to go grocery shopping or to go shopping for the holidays. <laughs> so we're going to be talking, we talked about how when an item is scarce, how we're more likely to buy it. But we talk about another thing is when money is scarce, when, when you're struggling with money, you know, you're more likely to make worse decisions with money because you're acting from a very emotional perspective, not a logical one. You know, when you're struggling with money, you're much more panicked. And like from an evolutionary perspective, when you're panicked, you want to hold on to what you have, you know, and you want to, you want to keep everything, have everything for yourself. Mm -hmm. Okay. Last thing, as it relates to sort of psychological concepts as you're spending money is when the pain of parting with your money outweighs the joy of having that item, you're not going to buy it. Does that make any sense? So, yeah. so the pain of like letting go of that money, when, when that's so much more or so much more significant than actually just getting that item, you're probably not going to buy it. And that explains why it takes time to make big purchases because the more money you're spending or parting with, the harder it will be to part with it. Also, this makes it harder to pay with cash. Fun fact, people spend one third as much as you would have if you were using a card than they do with money. Because you don't physically see. Right. I'm literally like an example of Mm -hmm. this because... Sometimes, like, psychologically, you're just giving out one your card. Your right. Card, debit, yeah. whatever. But when you have to, like, give out multiple pieces of paper, which mm-hmm. obviously is the money, yeah. you actually see in your own eyes yeah. how much you're giving and part Exactly. Of and it's hard to, like, look at. But with the card, you just swipe or tap or whatever, and it's over. Yeah. Um, and then also, as it kind of relates to this, is it's easier to make online purchases right? Because you're, again, you're just typing in your, your information. And, um, and so from these things, you know, we can learn from it. This is not saying, oh, people are inherently bad with money. It's just important to like, look at these sort of triggers or these tendencies to make bad financial decisions. Um, and, and like when it comes to money. So couple things is go to a store in person and pay with cash. You know, if you're trying to be frugal with your spending, try to do those things and then you'll be less likely to make impulsive buys pretty much. So, mm-hmm. Arielle, can you talk about the resources to help you to create a healthy relationship with money? Yeah. So Lauren, you did a great job. Um, 
really hit the nail on the head. So I guess Thank I'll you. go through this pretty quickly. <laughs> um, but resources to help you with money. A few things you can do is create a budget. Understand your expenses and your income. This is really important. Mm-hmm. So you're always aware and mindful of how much is coming in, how much is going out. Yeah. Super important. And there's some there's some good apps yeah. for that. Um, yeah. I know of some great apps where it like it helps you set aside some of your like an emergency fund as well as budgeting for all different kinds of things. So that's great. Yeah, exactly. Of course, the apps are you know more on the on the basic side, but still mm-hmm. super helpful. Yeah. Um, set a certain percentage of your money aside, like Lauren said earlier, either trust fund things like that. Of course, um, to each their own, everyone um, is able to choose their own percentage depending on, you know, their, again, income values, etc. cetera. Right. Um, but that is super important. Kind of like an emergency money, things like that. You, you never know. Mm-hmm. That's a great way um, and, and a resource. Uh, review and understand your credit reports. That's super important because yeah. uh, this could also have to do with your credit score things like that and your credit score affects um a lot of things yeah for example if you're going to buy a car or um buy a house or something like that get a a house yeah get a loan exactly anytime you're getting a loan or you're financing uh usually what they do is they run your credit and if you don't meet the criteria they sometimes will deny you because of your credit score so be aware of that if you know I have a good credit score or not so bueno. <laughs> Another important resource is, or a thing to note, is that these things could be done with apps or by yourself, however you want to do it. But a huge way, a huge resource is to get the help of a professional. So this may mm-hmm. include a fi- financial advisor, an accountant, money manager, depending exactly on what you're getting help with. Yeah, but also... These, could, these not only... Yeah. Sorry. Um, also, if you want, like, psychological help, of course, you can talk to a therapist about your relationship with money and how yeah. you grew up around money and stuff. That could be helpful just yeah. to work work out that guilt and shame maybe that comes with spending that a lot of people experience yeah yeah definitely and um what i was saying was that this they may not only help you with your personal savings but with maybe you have your own business or you have mm-hmm. you know oh yeah that's certain great assets um definitely help you manage that um and advise you with things to do so that's that's a great resource yeah next up can money make you happy? Now, this is super, Ooh, super it's a tough one. interesting, super controversial. It's not black and white. It is yeah. very gray. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's dive into it. Money increases happiness, but up to a certain point. Right. Because having a certain amount of money helps you fix certain problems in your own life that may make you stressed, unhappy, anxious, right. depressed, etc., etc., negative emotions. So money doesn't necessarily make you happy, but the things and opportunities money will allow you to do or take care of in your right. life will then can then possibly lead to happiness. Right. That's, That's a, nice a very important thing to know. Yeah. Um, money also can buy things that make you happy 
but these are more materialistic things and can make you happy but up to a certain extent so this has to do um lauren with what you said of about the shopper's high Mm -hmm. i mean if that is something that makes you super happy then then yeah you can be a person that can say money makes me happy yeah because it does i mean psychologically it makes you happy right right but but the thing about that is like you get the shopper's high and then it comes down and then what do you do you need to buy again to get that high so it it's hard exactly so super interesting of course each circumstance is different so that's why it's a gray area yeah um but it's great because money can also depending on your values again yeah if your values like you want to cover your cost of living all your expenses yeah. and you're able to do that and you're happy with with that great then that's great yeah. i mean money makes you happy mm-hmm. you're able to afford the things you want exactly right? so always depending on on the circumstance but to some extent i would say it could make you happy yeah totally yeah uh next some financial necessities may include being able to pay for a place to live for food transportation insurance and uh, other living expenses including your bills you know water Mm -hmm. uh, electric bill things like that these are i would say some of the necessities that um your money would go to first if you're in financial struggle yeah to some this might be a struggle to achieve uh, and others may aspire to grow way past this number whatever it may be Um, of course this depends on where you live um and there's a bunch of things to take into yeah there's so many different factors that affect like how much money is enough money the cost of living is so complicated right and also it depends on the size of your family you know if you're a single person you you can make do with you know, a smaller car, a smaller place that you're living, as yeah. opposed to a family, you know, you're going to have to buy more food and have a bigger place to live. So it kind of all depends. But I think first things first is just to make sure you have enough money for like necessities and stuff. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. And um, in reality, there's no number or rule of how much is enough. Yeah. Because like we said, it's all circumstantial. But at the end of the day, if you're able to afford these necessities, mm-hmm. technically, quote unquote, you have enough money. So I did combine two of my topics, but going back to the happiness part, mm-hmm. we do know that there's so many people out there that have a lot of money, but they're not happy. Yeah. This may be due to loneliness, stress, poor relationships, etc. But that's why it's it's all gray area. It's all, all circumstantial. But... Figuring out for yourself how to be financially well, you know, being able to personalize that and being able to see what makes me financially well is super, super important. Yeah, I really, I like that. And the whole happiness thing, I mean, and how much money is enough money there, it's kind of controversial and it's hard to determine that it's not black and white. And with the money thing, I mean, really, we can just establish that that you know, there's no causation between money and happiness. Money can eliminate your financial stresses and it can mm-hmm. give you, you know, it can pay for a trip or it can pay for a car, but it can't pay for the people that you're gonna spend time with or, and it can't pay for whether or not you're gonna enjoy those things. 
So, yeah. I mean, it's really not about how much money you have. It's more just about how you're dealing with it and whether or not you have a happy yeah. relationship with it. Yeah, which is super, super important. Yeah. So I'm super happy uh, that we had this episode. I think it's really important for a lot of us to what? I was going to say, I, I wanted to add that another great way to spend money, and this could actually make you happier, is to donate and to and to help other people. Yeah. If you have money, if you have money that that you don't need necessarily, donate it. You know, help someone in need. And that is just such, not only is it a nice moral thing to do, but it can also make you feel so great. And it's helping out someone that doesn't have what you have. Definitely. Definitely. So super excited. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Stay tuned for some more. And uh, we'll see you in the next one. See ya.